everyone merry christmas wait do you actually wish someone christmas after it's christmas but since i didn't get to wish you on christmas so i guess you can actually have it right now yeah merry christmas to me i think christmas should be like the whole month from the first day of december to the last day of december and the new year starts first january it's like the last day of january so yeah merry christmas everyone so the year is actually coming to an end like 2020 is coming to an end 2020 this year what's a year i'm actually waiting for someone to actually bring a petition in which i get to sign to name 2020 the corona year just rona the rona year i'll actually sign a petition and share it like all my contacts i'll make sure i share it to every single one so bruna auntie rona oh sorry let me say on corona before the feminists come from my head so we actually did go into a lockdown this year we did and people had to download house parties and stuff like that i actually did download house party it was it was fun for like a few weeks or a few days i was doing all video calls with my friends and all then after that i was like nah I don't think house party is my thing. I also did with the TikTok app. I downloaded TikTok. I was actually thinking of being an influencer on TikTok. Imagine. But TikTok is actually hard. Like, how do people come up with such content? Like, it's so hard to me, though. But to them, it's easy. So much creativity. But even with the whole Rona and the lockdown and all that happened, I actually did see some positives. There was quite a lot positive to me. Um, because the fact people had to spend time with their families and oh, it was it was actually nice because yeah, some people barely spend time at home because of their work schedule and all. And because of Rona, we all actually noticed or found that we could actually work from home. A lot of people didn't know they could actually work from home. But when there was a pandemic, we all could work from home. So it was it was nice and family time family time was very essential like it's one big positive i could actually take from the whole runner issue i remember how the family had to exercise during the whole lockdown because there was this time they said no they said it's normal at least you have to keep fit you have to exercise we can't just be indoor all the time without exercising so we had this little exercise um at the house my bro was actually meant to be our gym instructor i was it was actually the one leading the, the exercise and all and we were following me and my sister and and the little kids at home so we were all doing exercise i know it was it was all fun and nice but it got to a certain point in time i don't know what happened but i think my bro was um he hadn't actually it's not something we do regularly like we don't get to exercise regularly i would i would say that i know it's bad i know we're supposed to exercise regularly but it's not something we do regularly so and that they were like, oh, let's do this. So the whole process in doing, I think we over actually, we over, we actually overdid it. So it got to a point. I think he felt dizzy and all, and he had to take this long shower. So after he took the long shower, he came back and we like stage two, step two. We did the whole routine again, the whole stretches, the whole thing. And after that again, same again. He had to take a long shower again. Like he was, <laughs> like you could see, he looked whole pale all of a sudden like he was so pale i was like wow you see you see the reasons why you should actually exercise regularly because when you ask him do you exercise like nah i work like it takes this long work sometimes he's like yeah yeah, yeah that's it 
but not knowing that when you actually did flex yourself it's 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 something else so it was fun like to me the whole lockdown was actually i i had dull moments actually there were moments in which i felt like um i was getting depressed but i i don't know i felt like i think i was i remember some some time ago someone was saying something about depression i think it's at a certain point in time every single one of us feel feels depressed in at a certain point in time but the thing is after that we actually bounce back you get so yeah but sometimes i felt like i was a little bit depressed but i think it's normal with the whole thing that was going on through that time the the deaths the the rising cases and all so it was normal for for me to actually get depressed and i think almost everyone was actually depressed at a certain point in time or through, during the lockdown yes so it was all, all fun but this year would definitely be the most talked about year and it's almost over wow i i actually like definitely i have stories to tell my kids i know i have stories to tell my kids at a certain point in the future we're like yeah 2020 it was it was this year it was that it was that so i actually have some few highlights from this year with, with even with the deaths and all like there are some few highlights for me in this year and i think these are steps people took and our humanity came out and showed that yes even with the wars and the stuff going on humans can actually stand for humans you get so for me the number one highlight has to be the black life movement because with, with that we saw how the world how everyone stood up against something we all came as one and fought against something yet police brutality we are like nah this is wrong this shouldn't be happening you shouldn't be killing blacks because it was against the black community the black life movement as it says black life matter movement it was against it was something against racism because this american cops or the american police were actually attacking the black community killing them and we we also on social media we saw what happened to George Floyd and the uprising after that the way people stood up for each other we stood up for the black community even the white stood up for the black community majority i wouldn't i won't classify all because we all know we still have a lot of racist people out there but most of them stood up for the black community they felt like now nah, they shouldn't be treated this way they shouldn't be killed for just trying to live trying to make a living trying to work because everyone deserves a fair chance in this present state the present world people are not supposed to be killed or not supposed to be treated unfairly or bad because of their skin color and all that so it was actually nice to actually see we all take a kneel against racism yes because even up to now people are still taking kneel against racism which i'm really impressed about which i'm really happy about all through the years i've seen various videos of images of um police shooting a black man for probably not doing anything that warrants shooting you get because if it was a white man that actually did this it would have been something else but since he was black he got shot you get so i've seen videos and stuff like that on twitter and various social medias and the the cry the cry has been minimal we've had people many protests in various states in the us but this was not just in the us it was practically the whole world like every single every single part of the world because everyone felt like nah this was bad 
and even right now there needs to be a change it's the 21st century we can't be having people being killed for barely something minimal you get so it was that was like my number one highlight because i feel like now nah, i was so 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 happy with the way i wasn't happy with what happened but i was happy with the outcry after what happened what people did after what happened and um i've actually haven't followed what happened to those certain and cause because i know the case will be some long case it won't be something that will be solved in like probably in the next month or two months it's something very long so but i'll keep i'll keep an eye on on what happens and how it ends so my second highlight will definitely be the nsas movement so the nsas was it was something more closer to me something i think i feel was closer to yeah why i stay in nigeria ghana so and i actually did grow up in nigeria so it's something more closer to me and i feel like the whole outcry for the answers nigerians have been crying to answers previously because i've i've seen various times in which people have actually complained about this sas and notorious sas so sas is like a police unit and i think their um their duty is it's special anti robbery squad so what they are supposed to do is catch ambrobes and stuff like that you get not regular civilians but they happen to terrorize regular civilians just because they look flashy they look nice they're driving a nice car and they see that's a form of harassment and all through the years we've actually had reports in which they've actually killed people they've left some people crippled and stuff like that there's been an outcry like a minimal outcry a very small outcry all through the years people have been worried about this people have said stuff about it people have cried about it people have actually made claims about it but it was just on the minimal it was just something small but i feel like the whole black life matter movement and the fact the whole world and even nigerians took a stand for it they felt like okay if we can actually take a stand for something happening in the us which is like miles away like I don't know how many miles but probably millions of miles away and in our own country something like that is going on we have the police killing the youths and we we can't actually cry like we can actually take a stand against it so the, that brought like it, it started very small like very small and people were like nah let's let's join this thing let's join this thing and the government you know we're having the toll the lucky toll gets being closed and stuff like that so what pleases me the most is the fact the nigeria youth made, made sure they kept it peaceful all through the whole thing it was peaceful um medical bills were being granted we have we had people in which they had um they made sure people were being taken care of food drinks stuff like that the, the youth took care of the youth so it was nice it was fun it was great i wasn't there actually but I saw videos and images of it and the fact the youth should actually stand for the youth and the youth could actually take care of the youth was nice it was appealing or something really really great you get but the whole protest took a turn for the bad because I don't think it was a protest but I felt the forces of the power working against the youth so because we also um the video where you um where it said some certain talks took 
a government bus to actually attack the youth protesting peacefully. We saw that the video came out on Twitter and we all saw it. And for those talks or those tyrants actually get hold of a government's bus to actually do that, it showed that probably someone in the government is actually sponsoring them because you can't just go and get something like that. Only if someone gets it for you and someone, that person has to be someone powerful. I don't want to even go into the 20, what happened on the 20th of October where the youth were actually shot. I'm, I'm actually giving my highlighters. I don't want to go a little into the dark sides, but I think I have to say something about it because the Nigerian youth deserve better. They deserve more. They deserve people that are actually willing for the country to grow, like willing to make the country grow. You get, there are some people that are just there just to make their pockets more heavier, more bigger, more nicer, and just to fill their pockets and not the development of the country. We have people just there just for the money. So when they see a sign of people calling for a change or no to bad governance or no to being treated like animals they feel frightened and they try as much as possible or they do everything or anything they can to actually make that movement nullified they want to nullify the movement they want to nullify the actions people actually taking to get something good something positive because they feel like once there's a change once there's something there's a growth i would actually not get what i'm getting so those forces those forces came out we saw them we know a few, probably we don't know the rest, but those forces came out and they showed their true colors that no, 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 we don't want a better Nigeria. What we want is for Nigeria to remain the way it is so we keep getting what we are getting. And I feel for a country so hardworking, with people so hardworking, they actually deserve better. They deserve better governance. And hopefully with time and with the fact the youth have actually showed the, the, the leaders that... You can't take us for granted anymore. We can't just take us for a ride anymore. We know what we want. We know what we deserve. And we're actually going to fight for what we deserve. I'm sure they actually went all through the protests. They actually went to bed frightened because they know that, nah, this is something we've actually not experienced before. This is something new. This is something we didn't expect. And that's something good. Because as a leader, you're always supposed to be on your toes. You're not meant to relax. You're not meant to feel comfortable. You're supposed to be on your toes because you're serving the people. You're not there for yourself. You're not there for your family. No form of nepotism and stuff like that. You're there for the nation. You're there for the citizens. And the citizens are the ones that get you paid. The citizens are the ones that elected you. So the whole idea behind the leaders feeling once they are in power, they are stronger than the citizens, is it's something we should actually change because we voted you in we are stronger than you. You are just one single person and we're like the whole nation. So we are way stronger than you. And I hope for some reason the protest and those things would actually give them a Friday that now the citizens deserve more, they deserve better and we are here to serve them we are not here to serve ourselves. So the whole NSAS protest hasn't ended because we are still fighting for better governance, we are still fighting for a better country. Anytime I, anytime I think about this whole police case and the police, the way police treats civilians, I remember a story like my my dad had an experience some time ago, years ago, 
So what happened is he left the house. He went to get some food stocks, and on his way back, he was stopped by some certain police officers, and for some reason they asked him where he was coming from and all. He told them he went to get some food stocks, and he actually did show them that okay, this is why I went to get and all, and he had an ID card. He showed them all that, but for some reason I don't know, they. They thought otherwise. Probably they felt he was a criminal or something. And they said they took him to the station, the police station, and they locked him up. He slept, he slept in the station that night. The funny thing is, the whole scenario was at that certain moment. My mom traveled. She came to Ghana, so I was in Nigeria with my dad, and I wasn't. Um, I was still young, very young, like probably ten, eleven there, thereabouts. I was still very young. I was still a child there. And I had to sleep alone that, that night. He didn't call me to tell me oh, this was what was going on. So I slept that night, all scared and all worried that my dad didn't come home. Why didn't he come home? And he was there in the, in the police cell, probably also having sleepless nights because he actually he actually told me he didn't sleep the whole night. He had sleepless nights. Worried, worried sick about leaving his, his son at home all alone. So the whole thing was somehow. And he was arrested just... Not like he did something bad. Not like he broke a rule or something. They just saw him and profiled him. I don't know how they profiled him to be or what they profiled him to be. And the next morning, the police officer came to the house, ransacked the whole house, checked the whole bed, everything. Like he was looking for some contrabands or some guns or something. And after that, my dad paid him and he left. And he told me the whole story. He narrated the story to me. I felt sad and I felt scared because... The whole process growing up, we heard this thing and they always said the police was your friend. And after that experience, I had a different view on the police. Prior to that, I probably thought, okay, some I've been hearing people say, nah, the police is this, police is this, but maybe they are just being stereotyped over a certain bad egg or something. But after that experience, I felt like, nah, it seems like it's something they all do, if not a certain few, like, they all do. And that changed my view, and that made me, even up to this very moment, I don't see the police as my friend. I see the police as a certain people that are just probably there to extort us or something, not to protect us, because we know when there's an issue somewhere and you call the police, they don't respond early. And when they are coming, they have their sirens on or something. So they will scare the thieves or the robbers away or something like that. But if it's for regular civilians that are not with weapons, that's when their muscles come. That's when they are the strongest. That's when they, they show you that I'm this. They're authoritative and all. But when it's something critical, they chicken out. So after that whole experience, my dad slept in the cell the next day. He came and all and told me. But the funny thing about my dad was <laughs> he came back and he took it as a little joke and the clothes he was wearing that day, he he took it out, he bent it and he said the clothes was bad luck. That, that, that cloth brought him bad luck, I know. Well, it was just like, he, he, he just had to crack a joke at the end with the whole thing because I don't know. He was troubled at, for like a while because you could see we could be having a random convo and he would just make mention of that. And you see that now, he was actually really traumatized. But he just didn't want to show it, you know, probably because of me. Because he felt like, now 
he should be the strong one in this scenario you get so the police we, we, we've had various people having worse experience i was reading on twitter the other time on how um a girl claimed they shot um her brother no one like two brothers and they killed them and and you you wonder it's the police that's in this not ambulance or something so it's bad it's sad but hopefully things change for the best with the whole protest and the facts people are actually picking a stand and telling them they demand more so this year has been one packed year and not too long ago i was i was going i was on twitter and i saw a certain hashtag so perhaps to that i felt like oh when i saw congo was bleeding i thought they had like um a civil war or something with the whole bleeding thing and initially i i wasn't really interested i would say i wasn't really interested but after a certain way i said no let me let me read it let me look through this hashtag and see if it's something i can actually if to just to get some knowledge to see what's going on in that part of the world and going through the hashtag i saw some things and i felt like there are some things i read previously on the on congo during um king leopold the second well yeah i think second or third during king leopold's time and with the whole killing and the or just for the minerals and i feel like okay that was something gone like it's something that has actually not happening right now you guys because it's been a long time but when i actually did actually go through the hashtag so that now stuff like that are still going on we still have children working in mines children doing those laborious work and being paid minimums and people still dying because of the the condition of living the condition of living is quite bad in congo um apparently over six million people have actually died and half of that number has been children and we have children working in mines for mineral that powers our phones and laptop you get so they are working for probably the whole world because congo is like the major supplier of um cobalt so they have these kids working there just to get these minerals that they use for our phones and laptops so it's something we all have to like rise up against and actually talk about because i use a phone you use a phone we all use a phone we use laptops and stuff like that and sometimes we wonder how these things come come by but the batteries we have in our phones and our laptops are from this and the the world i won't say the world i'll put that the beyond africa we the europeans or the americans they they put a blind eye when we have these certain issues but they make these things and these minerals when these minerals are exported they go to their part of the world and they actually use it to power these phones and they send it back to a part of the world you get but when it comes to stuff like this when it comes to the fact kids are working in mines in africa for the minerals they 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 send to them and they sell to us back just to get their money they don't say anything they form a blind eye like they are not saying it but they we all know they do because these big companies out there they claim we are against child labor we are against all this but 
they know where they are getting their stuff from. They have children doing this labor's works. But still, just because they know if they don't get from that source, they probably won't. It will cripple their business. So they just act like they don't see it. But they all see. We all know they do see. And for that, it's quite bad. The fact they are, they are forming a blind eye to this. If it was their part of the world, it would, be, it would have been way bigger. Would have heard, would have read, seen various articles, various things. And I don't know, because I still feel like even in the 21st century and we have people in Africa being treated in such way like during the slave trade, the whole slave trade times. Africans have actually gone through a lot of pain from time memorial to this present time to actually be still going through pain right now. And I blame the leaders actually because our leaders are there to make deals and to actually make the living condition or the way of life for the citizens better. So I don't know what the leaders in Congo are doing right now about this whole child labor and stuff and the death happening. But they should just make sure they they sort out their issues and make things better. We can't be having this right now. We can't. We can't be having this. We can't be... The people of Congo can't go through what they went through under the reign of King Leopold and still be going through that right now even after the whole slave trade has been abolished and they've gained independence. So it's it's sad and they all deserve better and I wish for some reason they get better. So I can't really talk that much on this Congo thing, but I just hope you read about it because what's going there, it's, it's bad, it's sad and the images are horrible. And for some reason, I just hope and I pray things things get better there. This year we've had elections in different parts of the world, but um, I think to me the biggest has been the American election and the Ghanaian election. So American election, we still have Donald on on Twitter talking about being election fraud and all and how the election was rigged. I'm not an American. I don't live in America. So I can't really say that much about it. But the fact is, he's still claiming this. Maybe he has a legitimate claim. Maybe he doesn't. Because we we have various social, um, media houses saying the opposite. Claiming this has been Nigeria most... Uh, I say Nigeria. This has been American most secured election. But he's, he thinks otherwise. I don't know. Maybe he's just a sole loser. I'm just saying maybe. But maybe not. Because I remember how before the whole thing... We had people in this part of our world talking about how Donald was the chosen one and all. Christians take Christianity to a different level sometimes. I don't know. Like we, <laughs> I'm a Christian too, but sometimes I see some how some Christians take Christianity. I'm like, no, like really, did God really actually show you in a dream that yeah, Donald is like the chosen one, or you were just there and you had like a thunder or something and he was speaking to you because nah some people just some people feel some things or they actually have this desire and they'll be like oh okay I think he is the chosen one so let me just say it like God chose him because you think no God just say no Christians take some things so serious and sometimes we actually we actually misinterpret the word Christian the word came because 
they felt like the disciples acted like Christ. So Christians acting like Christ. That's the main thing. Act like Christ. Don't don't stop prophesying or giving prophecies about things you don't know or things you're not sure about. Please. Please, I'm begging. Yeah, we are begging you. Let's not start misinterpreting the whole Christianity thing. We had one in Ghana too, not too long ago, and we had an election here. And also, there's claim of voters fraud or something or rigged election. By the NDC, in Ghana, we have like two main parties. That's the MPP and the NDC. Like in America, we have the Democrats and the Republicans. So, so the MPP were proclaimed winner, and the NDC felt like it's not right. Felt like they didn't win the election, and there was some rigging and some stuff like that. And I feel like everyone has a legitimate claim to claim what he or she wants. And there's a mini protest going on right now, and I feel like okay. You have a right to protest. That's what I'm saying. Like, even though the end has protects, it's your civic right to protest as long as it's peaceful. It's your civic right to protest. So they have the right to protest. And for some reason, they don't want to go to court. It's theirs, and they decide if they want to. But I feel like they have the right to protest, and they are protesting against it. But what I useful is, no matter the outcome of the protest, no matter how everything goes, just make sure at the end, it's Ghana first, and we have peace because peace is very paramount here. Yeah? We need peace. We don't want those the World War Three vibes. The one America gave us that time and Donald Trump gave us what World War Three vibes. Yeah, what was World War Three actually trended? It trended on Twitter. If you remember, it actually did trend. And we all felt like there was going to be a World War. Imagine. <laughs> Thank God there's no one because the World War is something else. Uh, we, we didn't expect. Okay, maybe. If you've been in this generation, I've actually know not a few. Majority of the people in this generation have actually no experience or didn't experience the World War. So when it came out on Twitter, and for some reasons, some people took it as a joke and stuff like that to hell because they've not experienced it. So I'm glad it didn't happen because I actually haven't experienced it, but I've read little about it. I know that now, even any kind of war, any kind of civil war, cold war, whatever war, any type of war, it's, it's something bad and we all know the people that are kids and children and the guys who carry guns and stuff like that please i'm not ready to carry any gun i don't have that strength please i'm begging so the facts do not it didn't go to any world i'm happy i'm glad so please ndc mpp please no war in ghana a lot of people have promised me to fries this year so that's actually that will be one of my highlights in this year because none of you have actually delivered that that should be a highlight. Okay. None of you have actually delivered. So this under here goes and when you have not delivered on your jello fries. Just on the funny side. I'm kidding right now. <laughs> so we actually had the agrophone crisis too this year. And the agrophone crisis started in 2017. So it started when we had teachers and lawyers um, felt like they needed equal rights in the agrophone courts and schools in yeah, in Cameroon. So the whole thing it started out as a protest. There was this mini protest and all. And it became a big deal. And we had militant secessionist group proclaiming independence of a new nation. Um and they called this new nation Ambazonia. I hope I got it right. People from 
that part, please. I'm sorry if I didn't get it right. So, so it's A M B A Z O N I A. Yeah. So we've had clashes between the Cameroonian military and these separatist fighters, and um, we've had over like three thousand people dead all through this time. And I also do feel like that should actually come to an end because enough of the killing of kids and children and people. We can't be fighting too wars right now we have the pandemic we have that thing going on right now and still we're fighting against each other and we're killing ourselves we shouldn't be doing that we can't be doing that right now yet we, we all need to unite and fight against this this enemy and even with this whole coronavirus and stuff we still have this conspiracy theorems in which we have people that actually believe it's not real it's just a scam it's something just there so actually frightening people just for some certain people to get money or just to extort some people. I get it. In this part of our world, in Africa, in Ghana, in Nigeria, we actually don't trust our leaders because they've actually done nothing for us to trust them. I'm being truthful. They've actually done nothing for us. We know, how, we know they are crooks. So when we have stuff that we feel like they're exploiting us and maybe they actually exploited the situation, maybe they didn't. But... I also feel like it's better to be safe than sorry. So just take the precautions. Wear them. Wear your nose mask and all. We are actually wearing that there's a mutated strain of the virus. The last time I heard it was in UK, and I think not too long ago I read something about it being in Nigeria too. So I don't know. Maybe they're exploiting us or something. But yeah. And I was having a debate with a friend the other day, and he said. Can I mention people that have actually died from the virus? Or people that have seen or people have heard that have died from the virus? Like we've had other ailments and you can be like, okay, this person died from cancer or stuff like that. Can I mention something? And I was trying to state to him that the whole Rona issue is not like the Rona on itself kills people. You get it complicates other conditions people have. That's why they say people with um, heart issues, maybe cancer, diabetes and stuff like that are prone. Like they are more at risk of dying after they are infected with the Rona. You get because we have healthier people recovering faster, no actually having symptoms and all. So those people are actually at the risk. And we have the elderly people because I remember when the whole Rona issue came on, people were calling the um boomer virus or the boomer ailment because they felt like the older people, the older people were actually more prone to dying from this or stuff like that. But I've actually had testimonies in, I've actually had testimonies in which people that have experienced it have actually told us how they felt all through the process getting to their recovery. And whether I like it or not, the fact it complicated other ailments and led to their deaths. You can actually you can actually attribute it to the to Rona, to the coronavirus you get. So I feel like um my friend, yeah, bro, just take the precautions. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's no harm in wearing your nose marks. There's no harm in washing your hands. You get just take the precautions and not just risk yourself or risk people that are more prone that are probably ill around you that you can actually infect and probably kill you get so you just take the precautions and know we, we have to i also with a new strain and oh it's it's not something that serious because i'm i'm getting shivers already because not too long ago we had 
um, plans that there was a vaccine, they had vaccines and all, and we're positive about it. And right now we're having new strains. But it's not new with the virus itself. The coronavirus has actually always mutated from time to time yet. So I just hope for some reason this is not as deadly as the previous one. So this year has actually taken a lot of people from us. As this, is, this is the point in which it gets really sad for me. The number of people that have died this year. Kobe. Kobe. I think 2020 has been the longest 12 months ever because... It's been so long. I can't really believe this is the same year Kobe died. This is the same year Chadwick died. This is the same year Moyaduna died. The same year Rollins died. Wow. And these are just people I can actually just remember right now. And we have more people that have actually died all through this year. And we've had people that have actually lost family members all through this year. It's sad. People might be like, oh yeah, People lose people every year, but this year, this year came twice, twice as much pain, like twice as much pain. And I just, I just hope and pray 2021 is way better than, is way, way, way better. I don't think, I think from this point, we can only go up, like in terms of positivity, in terms of um, growth or something, or in terms of anything positive, I guess. So we can only go higher. I'm not talking in terms of death, no, in terms of like life and living. Because after these low points, the next point is actually for us to take the climb climb back to stability and and all. So Kobe, Kobe Kobe's death came as a shock. The way he died, it was it was heartbreaking. And Chadwick, the Black Panther, we all we all know, surely we the black community, we know how he gave the world a different view on how Africa is and changed the perspective of Africa. And it was like our superhero, like Black Panther, Af- African superhero, Black Panther. So it was nice. But when he died and the videos came out on how he got sick and how he, was, he has been battling cancer and all, I was like, he's such a strong one because we didn't know all through, even when he was shooting the Black Panther, and he was sick. He had cancer and no one knew. And he went, did all that being sick, and he came out with a whole lovely movie. And he he losing his life is it's sad, and I wish he he actually does rest in peace. And Rollins, Rollins, for me being a Ghanaian, or even the whole West Africa, a lot of people know we were all familiar with him. We know who he is. We know how he fought for. How he maintained Ghana's peace even during the time of the coup d'etat and stuff like that. He made sure there was peace. And when he got to a time in which he had to like grant the various parties right to actually be able to contest, he did that. He didn't hold on to power. And after his second term, he actually stepped down. Not like we have various leaders in Africa, in our part of the world, they've actually changed the constitution when it got to time for them to step down just because they don't want to step down. They were that hungry for power, thirsty for power. And when it got to time, they changed the constitution and said, okay, let's make it possible for a leader to go for another year, another four years. You get. But when it got to time, he stepped down, he followed the constitution. He followed now, this is it. This is the right way. And he has his bad, his, his, his bad side because no one is definitely. 100% good. But 
the fact his good outweighs his bad is what everyone likes and we all knew that he was a man of the people he could actually step down from his high place come to the lowest point just to make sure just to show the citizen i can actually do what you do you get i remember not i think was it last year or thereabouts he he was driving and there was this traffic at a certain point and the drivers were being careless he stepped on from his car and directed traffic like for an hour or thereabouts he was there directing traffic the past president he was there directing traffic he wasn't that big enough he wasn't that pompous enough to be like yo 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 i need the police escort or something just to escape this night came down directed traffic when he felt like the traffic was at its minimal he went into his car and left that that's the kind of person he was that's the kind of person so when his his daughter recently was talking about how he made sure they were grounded but like yeah that's how a father is even no matter the power no matter the money make sure your kids are grounded and Ghanaians, ghana west africa will miss him will definitely miss john jerry rollins so rest in peace rest in peace great one so maradona as as a football person Maradona was the reason why I fell in love with football. Watching his videos, his clips, because I didn't have the opportunity to watch him play live or something. But or even watch him like live on TV. I didn't think I think I watched his clips and videos after. And watching all that, Maradona was was actually a really great person. And we all know he had the drug issues and stuff like that. But he was he was a great person, he was a great footballer. And the hand of God, up to now, when I watch that video, still, I don't see him using his hand. So, I don't blame the referee because up to now, I'm like, you did use his hand there. Like, yeah, he used his hand, but still, it wasn't that clear. <laughs> he's, he's that genius. Well, so, yeah, Maradona should yeah, rest in peace, Maradona. Rest in peace, rest in peace. So, and my condolences to everyone that have actually lost lost someone this year. Do, do take hats and yeah, I will be continuing to rest in peace. But yeah, the, the year is almost over. Hopefully with a new year comes new new blessings and new grounds for us to break and new heights for us to actually attain. So, um, the Australian bushfire too was also this year. Yeah, it was this year. You see, you see how long this year has been? It was also this year. The Australian bushfire was this year. But I think it started last year. The Australian bushfire is always happening every single year. Yes. It's always every single year. But I think this year was kind of essence because it was really talked about all through the year. Like, not all through the year. When it happened, it was talked about. And how it was, I think, their biggest bushfire in some certain years or something. So, around that time, I spoke to someone there and... They said it was that bad, like there was smokes in the skies and all. It was in a breathable condition. They could barely go out. My main worry, the trees and the animals that were actually displaced and actually died. Because according to reports, or according to what I read, and I did actually read The Guardian. Yeah, it was The Guardian I read. And they said they said around 3 billion animals were actually affected. That's, that's like a, <laughs> that's a big number. So breaking that down into into numbers, an estimated 143 million mammals, 180 million birds, 
51 million frogs and 2.5 billion reptiles they were affected by this bushfire and like i said earlier i started in 2019 so they were so those things when i when i made mentions affected i didn't mean they all died so some died and some were displaced because their inhabitants were actually destroyed so and i, I said something about the the trees to imagine all those trees being burnt because we all know the road trees play in our daily dose of oxygen and all and the global warming and all you could imagine the number of smokes that were in the air with the whole global warming and all so but i just for some reason i pray i pray that there's no bushfire next year there's no bushfire national next year because it happens almost every year but I, i don't know i feel like maybe they've actually put some things in place that will actually prevent the bushfire from happening next year this is like the ending of the year and i've actually not heard anything not like last year 2019 when the bushfire started in 2019 but probably I haven't heard anything so maybe there are things in place to actually prevent it or maybe make it as minimal as possible you get so hopefully that will be the case so this year to me that's the year in a nutshell my highlights has been the black life matter movement and the etsas protest and yeah our state i actually did signed a lot of those petitions that were going on around that time i signed a lot and i protested from you too yeah i had to protest it was needed that's one of the reason why i haven't gone to nigeria recently i was telling someone that yeah i haven't gone to nigeria because i'm scared of the damn police i'm so scared of them so they're like really i like yeah i'm scared i'm scared of the police yeah i'm scared of them in nigeria so that's why i'm still in ghana right now so i like oh come don't worry i'll come i'll come i'll come once once we've actually taken steps to actually uh, make sure those things doesn't repeat itself yeah so that's been the year in a nutshell for me we've had rona we've had a big black life matter movement protest we've had the ensas protests australian bushfire a lot of deaths and yeah world war 3 has trended well wow, it's, it's been one packed year so hopefully next year will be better So thank you for listening to this episode. So catch you next episode. Make sure you subscribe to podcast just a regular podcast from just a regular guy. Thank you. Catch you in the next episode.